You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Hello, and want to welcome you. This is part of a podcast called Following the Way that we put on several platforms, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and now Facebook Live as well. And so today here for the next uh, little bit, we're going to uh, go through uh, a little bit of John's Gospel. We've been in John's Gospel lately on this podcast, and today we're going to be in John 10. And uh, this is a chapter that begins with Jesus speaking of a shepherd and his sheep, which would have been a relevant metaphor in first century Middle Eastern culture and, and, and very well understood by the people. In fact, in verse six, it says that Jesus is using a figure of speech to, uh, to share about this. And yet at first the disciples don't totally understand what he's getting at. And so it says that in verse seven, so Jesus said again to them and he begins to explain and unpack what he's getting at. But let's, let's read the first few verses because I think it sets the context Uh, for what I want to talk about here for the next few minutes. Jesus said there, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. And so that's where verse 7 Jesus says, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. And so Jesus is picturing, casting himself in this picture as the shepherd who is leading the sheep and the, those who follow him are the sheep. And in three times in chapter 10 here in John 10, Jesus speaks about how the sheep hear his voice. Verses 3, verse 16, and again in verse 27. Jesus makes it clear that those who are following him, they hear his voice. In fact, uh, verse 27, especially the Greek makes it clear that this is about intimate relationship with him and they follow him. Now, again, to understand what does that mean biblically to follow Jesus, Jesus says in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So this is about uh, following, obeying, we submit our lives to him and and he is the one. As the shepherd, he is the one who we uh, follow and who we submit to. In fact, he goes on here and he says here in John 10, he speaks about how he is the door of the sheep. He speaks about how I am the good shepherd and, and he says there, Uh, Later in verse 10, he says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, Jesus is speaking about that 
amidst speaking about his death and resurrection. He says there, uh, he speaks about laying down his life. No one takes it from me. I lay it down on my own accord. He's talking about how he has authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it back up again. Uh, he's, he's clearly speaking uh, of his impending death and the resurrection to come. And so him speaking about having life and having it abundantly, this he's speaking about the life that we have in him. This is not speaking about Western prosperity. This is not putting some spin on this that, that we're called to have the good life and have it abundantly in Christ. That's not what Jesus is speaking about. He's speaking about about this clearly in the context of what is going to come and what is the result for those who follow him as a result of him laying down his life. This is ultimate life. This is resurrection life. This is the life that we have in Christ. This is the fullness of joy that we have in the presence of Jesus. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So this is what Jesus is getting at. It's about life in the biggest of all pictures, eternal life. And, but, but throughout this chapter, and, and what I want to focus on here for the next few minutes is hearing the voice of Jesus, because this is what is part of what defines following Jesus. Followers of Jesus hear his voice. It's part of what defines us and our relationship with Jesus. And it's woven in throughout this discussion and teaching that Jesus is giving because it is to be so normative. This is about having a relationship with Jesus where we're listening to him, we're hearing him and obeying him, we're following him. And so it brings up questions that are important and yet can be difficult or maybe we want to avoid them like who is directing your life who is speaking to you about decisions in your life are you making the decisions or are you listening to Jesus is he actually directing your life is he directing your family is he directing the way that you spend your money the way that you spend your time the things you do or the things you don't do this is part of what it means to be listening to Jesus and having him as Lord of our lives. It comes down to the question, are you being led by Jesus? He is the shepherd. And so, but it also brings up the question of how do we understand hearing the voice of Jesus? Because this is where it can become contentious. And what I mean by that is, well, how do we hear Jesus? Through the word? Yes. Only through the word? No. Apart from the word? Well, yes and no. Will God speak to you personally apart from his word? Yes, he will. Will it contradict his word? No. Meaning that you need to know the word. You need to know what his word says, the the whole of the word. You need to have a good grasp on scripture and the word of God and you need to be in it so that you know what it says and you're and you're learning from it and it's teaching you. So Yes, God will speak personally apart from his word. Will it contradict his word? No. But see, there's two ditches on the side of the road that is hearing the voice of Jesus. So if we're going down the road, hearing the voice of Jesus, that's the name of that road. There's two steep ditches on either side of this road. On one side is the ditch that you only hear Jesus through the word. That's it. There's nothing more. The pages of scripture, what's written in here, this is what we listen to. Now, 
Yes, that's true. Absolutely. I would never ever say anything apart from that. But is that the only way to your personal life that Jesus will speak to you? No. And we'll, we'll I'll unpack that a little bit. But there's another uh, ditch. The other side of the road is where we get wrapped up in personal words of knowledge and revelation and they become the thing that we become fixated on. We're going to God all the time. We want personal words. We're getting personal dreams, personal revelations, whatever it is. And these are the things actually more than the word of God that are directing how we live and the decisions that we make. And they're very much personally focused and they're potentially in contradiction to his word because we're not in his word. We don't actually know the word. We're not placing an importance on it. And this can be deceptive and half truths are part of this. And, and this is, you know, it lines up with what we want to hear. It's, it's tied to our emotions. It's tied to things that we, we want God to speak to us about. And so this is where that's a ditch that's dangerous. And the other ditch is equally as dangerous. And so we need to avoid both of those. And we need to be filling ourselves with the word. When we speak about hearing the voice of Jesus, we're talking about filling ourselves with the word of God and filling ourselves with commentaries, growing our theological understandings, reading things that are going to bring the word to life, using devotionals that are going to dig into scripture with us and help us to understand it, reading insightful books and stuff on spiritual teaching that will challenge our thinking and help us understand the word. All of that is really, really important. But the Holy Spirit will speak personally to us, meaning he will speak to specific situations. He'll give us specific words, specific pictures, specific dreams, visions even. And, and he will speak to us through those things about personal situations in our lives that the word will maybe give us general uh, truth for It'll give us truth for things in our lives, but it won't speak to specific situations that the word could never know. And so Jesus will speak to us. I hope that I'm not making that too convoluted. But And, and amidst this, amidst these personal words that we're receiving is also the important question. Is there someone in your life who you walk in accountability with? And they walk with someone in accountability apart from you. So there's there's an accountability that's going on in their life and in your life. And will this person, will they give you insight? Will they push you to Jesus? Will they ask you hard questions about something that you're sharing? If they're going, eh, I'm not so sure about that. that. That's all part of hearing from God and being accountable and transparent in our lives. But Later on in John, after Jesus speaks about the sheep hearing his voice, he also says, John 15, 26, that the Holy Spirit will come and bear witness about me. When, I'm, when I leave this earth, the Holy Spirit, he will be given to you. He will come and bear witness about me. And then uh, just a few verses later, John 16, 13, speaks of how the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. He will speak whatever he hears and will declare to you the things that are to come. In fact, in John 16, 14, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will take what is mine and declare it to you. And so clearly Jesus speaks to us through the Holy Spirit in our lives, specifically, personally. Jesus also speaks to his church. Now he's, he's speaking to his church. We see this example after the risen Lord Jesus, Revelation 2 and 3 coming and speaking to individual churches, both praise and rebuke, saying, 
this is what it means to follow me. And so clearly Jesus wants to speak to us. So I want to I want to uh, end this by uh, just asking uh, us some questions, asking us some ways that we can apply this to our lives. Are you making room to listen to the voice of Jesus in your life? Because this is not just an intellectual teaching. This is about personally applying this. How do I personally apply this to my life? Am I am I making room for that? Am I spending time listening to what Jesus wants to say to me? Is it being done in community? Meaning it's not being done in isolation. I am part of a, of a community, a fellowship of believers. Uh, Doing this in isolation will will lead to and and lend itself to misinterpretation and deception in our lives. Do do we share what the Lord is speaking to us with others? Are we inviting feedback and insight from others? And and uh, yes, being careful what we share at times, but but you know, being open to hearing from others. Are are you cultivating the disciplines of prayer and scripture in your life? Are you reading something consistently to grow your spiritual depth? I would encourage you. There's, uh, there's so many. There's just phenomenal, great books out there that will help us grow in our spiritual walk. I just, I've been reading slowly, just chewing on uh, "Renovation of the Heart" by Dallas Willard here for the last couple of months, and it's just, it's been incredibly rich. And uh, I, you know, the ability to read books and and to study. And to, to pour that into ourselves to gain spiritual insight is, is such a gift. Um, you know, and I, I want to I encourage us by, by, I guess, giving us um, this exhortation from these verses. And that is, is there a greater invitation as part of following Jesus than that he desires to speak to you? That he desires to speak to you personally. That you as his follower, if you're following Jesus, you've submitted your life to him, you're following his way, seeking to live your life in accordance with him. He wants to speak to you about your life and he wants to share his, his love and his, and his guidance and, and, and his care for you in your life. This, this is, it is normative. This is all normative when it comes to following the way of Jesus. And so here's what I, I want to do here for the next uh, just short little time, minute or so. I want to end with a, a practical exercise of just quieting our hearts, opening up our, our hands and our hearts and our minds to receive what Jesus wants to speak to us right now. And so uh, this is something that, that I do consistently. I'm sure some of you do this as well, where you are, are simply uh, quieting your heart uh, putting your feet on the ground, I, I open up my hands just as a as an act of receiving from the Lord, as a way of saying, "Lord, I want to receive from you," and and then I and then I just I even I begin to slow my breathing, just allowing that you know the pressures of the day, uh, the stuff that's going on in my life, just allowing myself to slow down and begin to come into that place where I'm welcoming, hearing the voice of Jesus, inviting the Holy Spirit to speak to me and, and wanting to listen and quieting myself. And so right now, Holy Spirit, we do that. Jesus, we want to invite you to speak to us. And we want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you how your word leads us and guides us into all truth. And we believe that. And Lord, we do this in accordance with your word. We don't do this in any way to add or to contradict your word. 
We're doing this in accordance with the living and written word of God. And so we're asking for you right now, Lord, the, the various situations and circumstances that we're facing, Lord, and, and there's all manner of things that we are facing in our lives. We quiet our hearts. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and speak to us. Jesus, we thank you for your love and we thank you for your desire to meet with us and to know us and to speak to us. And we want to receive all that you have for us. And Lord, we want to have receptive hearts. We want to have minds that are stayed on you. And we want to be listening to what you are saying to us in these days. And so we, we welcome that both now and as we go forth from here. Bless you, my friends. It's good to be together. Pray that this was a blessing to you. And um, I want to encourage you to, if, if this is a, uh, a blessing to you, I want to invite you to share these things on your social media pages. It's uh, a great way to get the word out. And um, we would encourage you to do that. And we'd love for you to do that. So have a, have a wonderful day. We'll see you again. Bye.